Hello everyone and welcome to the Switchboo podcast episode 27, I believe, is that right? <laughs> I think so. I was like, this, this is I've what been... happens, yeah, this is what happens when Alex isn't here. Well, to be fair, I have spent the day preparing the podcasts and I forgot to check the episode before we start. <laughs> nice job. Nice job. Hey, I, I have had a busy day. Professionalism, flat out gentlemen. Yes. Uh, so today, your episode is clearly hosted by myself, with Alex away, and joining me is Jake, as per usual. Hi, I'm still here. Somehow I haven't been fired yet. Because <laughs> we need that like third opinion. Yeah. You need that bad but, opinion that people like to argue against. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is that is purely why you're here. Yeah, but you know, what have you been up to this week? Oh, uh, I've been playing a few things. I, I've been I've been busy, not as busy as you, but like <laughs> I, I've uh, I've had the time to play a few things. Imagine having time to play games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, see, this is why you stream. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally the only time I actually get to play things, but uh. Uh yeah, last uh last episode I talked about uh getting my PS5 over the holidays. And uh yeah, I finally got to uh check out the new Ratchet and Clank game. That game's pretty. <laughs> Goddamn. Very pretty. Oh yeah, yeah, its graphics are ridiculous. It's Especially uh, on that it, new TV of yours. Yeah, the new 4K TV. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, kind of a shame that, like, how Twitch works, it can't really display 4K properly, especially with my uh, bandwidth. Yeah. Just Australian Australian internet internet. is garbage. But, so, yeah, it's, if you see my uh, footage of it, it's 4K being, like, downsized to uh, 1080p, it kind of looks weird. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Uh, Game's really good. I, uh, when it comes to uh, Ratchet and Clank, I played the original trilogy plus, uh, Size Matters, which is the PSP game, but, like, I played the, uh, PS2 port of it that came later, and that's about it. So, when I jumped into this and they're talking about, like, things that happened during, like, the PS3 era, I was lost. (laughs) I I don't know why I thought it wouldn't be a continuation to the rest of the franchise, but... Uh, you, you think I, they'd give, you know, some kind of recap? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know, talk- not everyone's <laughs> played those games. Yeah, like they're talking about the Dimensionator, which is a thing that happened in a previous game that's some kind of, like, holy relic or something. I don't know, it was weird. But... <laughs> games gone places. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, that franchise went places. It was, yeah, like, from what I've heard from, like, quick little uh, roundups from people who actually have played that game, that franchise, ugh, <laughs> that franchise went places. But, uh, but yeah, you, other than, like, a handful of nods, you don't really need to know much about the other games, so that's good. So, so you know, get a quick uh, synopsis of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gameplay-wise, though, what I was, uh, uh, what I was kind of, uh, weirded out by is just, like, the change in the format. It's like, everything is still pretty much the same, but, like, now that there's so much, like, you you know, it's, it's Insomniac, so they have all the money in the world. Oh, yeah, they, they, uh, yeah, definitely upgraded. 
yeah yeah especially with uh you know the spider-man money uh yeah those games like the money has changed how the uh how the worlds work if you can kind of understand that it's like in in the original trilogy how the worlds were laid out is like you land your ship and there's like immediately two or three different ways that you can go and at the end of that there's either like a new weapon a new gadget to like explore uh previous worlds that you've been to or like some kind of macguffin that uh shows you like the next planet to go to in this one there's it's all completely linear you just get to the end that's it huh which is yeah but like in between uh going from like a to b on a planet there's just so much money just so much money poured into everything like this is section on one level where's uh just out of nowhere a giant robot starts like waking up and destroying the entire level and you're like uh, grinding on rails like doing swings and crap and like eventually you end up grinding on his shoulders to avoid him like scratching at you and it's it's like the entire game might as well be like one massive set piece it sounds very much a hey look what we can do yeah yeah like it, it, not getting me wrong that yeah. looks really cool yeah but it makes it, you think it, you know looks... back when quick time events were a thing yeah yeah like it looks cool but like you're not really doing much yeah which like to be fair i've played a lot of games with worse set pieces so like in the back of my mind it's like oh i'm barely doing anything but like at the time it's like wow cool <laughs> just being dumbfounded at all the money being thrown at my face oh, uh, it's always impressive though yeah yeah one thing i actually don't really like about the game is the weapons because, like, Ratchet & Clank, like, one of the things that it's, like, really well known for is, like, how wacky and crazy and over-the-top the weapons can be. But, yeah. like, in this one, it's very basic. It's, like, like, like every game has the, the pistol, it's got the grenade, it's, you know, it's got the shotgun and all that. But, like, all of the weapons are like that. There's only, like two weapons i can think of that are actually like have an interesting gimmick like yeah, you there's want, you one want the gimmick guns yeah yeah like like yeah other games had like the suck cannon so you pick up like smaller enemies or like boxes with it and use them as projectiles or like the sheepinator just turn your enemies into sheep and then kill the sheep you know you have dumb things like that while that's in where, this that's where the you... real fun of a game is yeah, yeah, while in this you have standard pistols, standard grenade, standard shotgun, standard sniper rifle, standard rocket launcher. Like, yeah, there's only, like, two weapons that were actually unique, I believe, that uh, actually had um, some kind of interesting gimmick. Like, there's one you, uh, you basically throw a ball and it uh, it pops out a sprinkler, that uh, if it hits someone, uh, just foliage grows on them and it stuns them. I'm trying to think because I, I'm trying to think because I know Sunset Overdrive had a similar thing because that yeah. that's a game that had very chaotic weapons and I know yeah, there was a sprinkler yeah, weapon like a fireworks launcher. 
<laughs> yeah, and like the other one, I believe, is called the cold snap, where it just like shoot a ball of like cold ice or whatever, and it just freezes everyone in place. Huh. But, yeah, but like, yeah, e- even some of the weapons that uh that you get in that game are just straight up taken from previous games, like the like uh uh Ratchet and Clank 2's Agents of Doom are just back. Yeah, that doesn't. And, yeah, and uh, when when I finish the game, because like I'm on New Game Plus at the moment, the game uh gave me a couple of uh, a couple of the guns from the like the remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, the remake that's based on the uh the movie that came out. Yeah, yeah. So one. yeah, like that oh, was yeah. the thing. One yeah, one of them being like one of my favorite guns being the uh, pixelizer. You shoot things and they turn into pixels. Like that's fun. But you know they could have done more. Yeah, yeah. It, the 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 weapons are really bog standard, which is kind of a shame. And there just feels like a, there's a lot less of them too. So like, yeah, just going into fights, it just seems like there's not a lot of variety. In so how like all to the money them. went into the uh, the set pieces and less. Yeah, than that. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, overall, it's a great game, but, like, yeah, if you played the original, the uh, basic gunplay will feel kind of meh. So it's kind of more, they played it safe. Yeah, yeah, they really did. Because, like, they haven't made a Ratchet and Clank since the PS3 era, I believe. So it's kind of like a return to, well, actually, no, the remake that I just talked about, but besides that. Yes, that doesn't really count as a remake, and yeah, yeah, a yeah. Bit extra. Yeah, it's a remake based off of a movie, so it's not really a remake. It's it's weird. I still need to see that movie. I heard it's bad. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I don't exactly plan on it. Yeah, but yeah, you but know, yeah, chaotic weapons like they did in um, Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like they, you know that sprinkler one that was actually a thing from except it was it sprayed acid. Ah, okay, okay. Well, yeah, obviously they also did Sunset Overdrive. Mm. So, yeah, it seems to be... They're good at chaotic weapons, but obviously they played it safe on this one. Yeah. But, like, there's... Like, at the end, there's a sequel hook, and I, I... I'd love to actually play that sequel, because, like, you know, they, they did a really good job, like, bringing this back to it. I'd like to see them, you know, branch out more. Just, you know, see more if you're stolen, I see. <laughs> I'm still mad. <laughs> I'm still mad. <laughs> because people uh, are like, oh, do you, do you like Ratchet and Clank? Okay, for context. For context of those uh, who are listening that don't watch my streams. Uh, my stream mascot is based on uh, uh, the Viera from uh, World of Warcraft. And mine is like specifically, like looks just like Rivet. Like they, st- like the only difference is like the color of the nose. That's literally the only difference. And wasn't so, Rivet released like uh, shown off shortly after you made her the mascot? Yeah, shortly after I got art commissioned and like made emotes and stuff. It was like a month or two, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, that is like so annoying. So yeah, like I, I've just been making jokes. It's like, oh, Insomniac stole my mascot. Yada yada yada. Original OC stolen. <laughs> yeah, do not steal. But uh, yeah, that, that that's about all for uh, Ratchet and Clank. What uh, what other things I've been playing? Up. Uh, I've been playing, uh, I, uh, I've been, uh, playing a game for, uh, review for the site called, uh, Theatre of Sorrows. I believe we touched on this last episode. Yeah, so we, we showed this one off, uh, in our indie roundup. Yeah, yeah, uh, I don't want to give away my, uh, <laughs> my review, like, too soon, but... This might be the most aggressively unfun game I have ever played. Yeah, you've, you've said there's been a lot of grievances. It's... Like, like was it the tutorials are just not there? Yeah, like, the, no, the game has tutorials, but it teaches you how to, like, navigate the menus, not actually play the game. So, like, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. And, like, since it's a, uh roguelike game or is it roguelike or roguelite i can never it depends. remember the difference roguelites are the ones where you get uh, like um progressively better roguelike is the one where you just reset from zero every time right so this would be a roguelike then okay yeah, <laughs> yeah i can never yeah uh never remember the difference between the two so yeah it took me about four or five runs to actually figure out what i'm meant to be doing it's That's like not a good start yeah yeah because like how it works is like you start off with like three different meters you got your sanity meter your health meter and your stamina if any of those three runs out you die regardless of what happens moving from place to place takes four health and seven stamina and, like, you have a maximum of 100 when you start. So, very quickly, you just die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stamina goes very quick. Yeah, yeah, and, Why um, are you losing health by walking? I don't know. It's, yeah, kind of annoying. Like, it took me a bit to figure out, it's like, oh, I replenish my uh, health and stamina and all that by, like, searching these places and taking, uh, taking items from them and using them to restore sh- but, like, it's also, like, you also need to be searching for, like, crafting equipment that you need for, like, plot progression. It sounds so, stressful. It's incredibly stressful. Which is, like, I think that's the point of the game, since it's, you know, very Lovecraftian. But there's a certain degree where you go, like, no, 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 I want actual gameplay. Like... <laughs> like yeah there is the there is a difference between like fun stress and just annoying stress like darkest dungeon in my opinion is fun stress while this is just annoying stress but like the thing that like really really bugs me about the game though is like when you're walking around there's a chance that you might encounter a monster and like it'll start attacking you I have not been able to find a way to actually defend myself. Oh, that's not good. Like, like you can defend yourself, but you need to, I, I think, like, you need to learn magic spells or whatever. 
but like in every single run that i've had i have found nothing so all i can do is run which takes my resources so uh... like there is no upside to like encountering enemies at all yeah and yeah and and the worst thing is, like, there's a chance that running away can fail, and the monster will attack you, which will take up even more resources. Okay, we'll save the rest and of that for the review. Yes, right, if we right. Spoil right. It there's, <laughs> there's, there's just so much I still want to talk about that drives me nuts about that game. But yeah, I gotta. Yeah, <laughs> I need to actually write the damn review for that thing, though. So it's the kind of <laughs> game where if you like that huge resource management like stress involvement you'd probably enjoy it but for the most part no yeah yeah and have you been playing uh, anything else yeah yeah i was about to say uh moving on to a game that's like it but actually good ah i've been playing a lot of wildermyth yeah so this is one i told you about a while ago and you forgot (laughs) yeah i kind of forgot about it i only remembered it because i watched uh uh pro jared's like best of the year uh video he did recently yeah this game yeah this game is like low-key fantastic oh yeah no yeah yeah i i love this thing so if you've never played it it's uh it's very uh you know tabletop kind of inspired kind of uh every character is paper craft yeah 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 it is very tabletop inspired uh roguelike I, like i said i can't remember the difference between roguelike and rogue whatever i think that but, was um, roguelike yeah yeah but like the um like the main thing is uh like instead of you know uh oh, brain work <laughs> this is why i usually script my stuff so I can speak. I'm just bad at like improv. But um, like as you progress, uh, the main thing that like affects uh like your party and all that is the story. Yes. So it it's more about like building a story around your characters. So it will be things like um, uh, you you're about to ambush a uh, yeah, you're about to ambush a group of enemies and all that. Then you hear like loud stomping. And you turn around, you see like this earth elemental just wandering by. It's like, do you continue and uh, uh, pursue the uh, enemies that you're about to ambush? Or do you follow the earth elemental to see what the hell he's up to? And like, uh, different things can happen to your party depending on like which things that you choose. Like, uh, uh, they could get like better weapons, better gear and all that. Or they can like straight up like, transform into different things which is really fun i i had uh yeah one run i was doing i had a uh i had an edgelord character uh who had god awful stats and died in pretty much every fight but because of her edgelordness it made her like get some kind of like dumb thing out of nowhere to save her so, like, by the end of the campaign, she had, like, she had a hook hand, she was, like, partially imbued with a flame spirit, she had crow wings, it's, like, all of this dumb stuff. <laughs> like, there is so many, like, different things that you can do in this game. Plus, uh, uh, on Steam, I, can't, I don't remember if this is on consoles or not, but, uh, I don't at least on so. Steam... 
yeah, uh, at least on Steam. Uh, this thing is mod-friendly and actually has access to the Steam Workshop, so I've been modding it to crazy amounts. I know, um, <laughs> like, with character creation, you can actually decide, like, you know, what personality traits they have and all that. Yeah, yeah. The, it's got, yeah, like, you, you know, that sim where you go, oh, here's three traits that they have. Yeah, yeah, it's like... Uh, you can craft their own backstory as well, can't you? Yeah. I believe so, but I never bothered with that. I don't think it has an yeah, effect you get, on the story. Yeah, 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 you get, um... Yeah, like, different aspects of the character will affect their stats. Like, if they're fat, they will get more health, but they will be slower. If they're beautiful, they will have more charisma, but they will have uh, less uh, tenacity, meaning they won't bother doing things, because they can get other people to do things for them. <laughs> and stuff like that. Like... I've played it enough to uh, kind of know the ins and outs of everything, but, like, first playthrough, it's like, wow, this game's great. Like, how many, like, different branching paths can I, like, make in one of these games? A lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, my favorite thing about it as well is, like, the game gives you, like, a handful of uh, pre-made adventures that you can go through, or you can just choose, like, hey, I just want pure random thing that lasts, like, five rounds. It's like, you can do whatever you want. This game is fantastic. I I actually plan on uh, streaming it next week. Well, this week, technically, when this comes out. So, yes. uh, hey, if you want to check that out, uh, <laughs> get it uh, twitch.tv slash jacksic15. Hey, come over. Come join us. It's going yeah, to be fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta get that plug in somewhere yes yes you don't do it enough yeah i don't i don't <laughs> this is what happens when alex is like oh don't be a pussy just throw out your your stuff out there i'm like all right fine you're just like i don't want to you know make this my own platform thing it's like no just, just yeah I mean, if anything, we yeah, can just exactly. do it like you know, at the intro and at the outro. Hey, where can you find us? Although, <laughs> see, I don't use Twitter or anything, so it's like uh, I have no reason to. <laughs> oh, but yeah, like remember the first couple of episodes I was on? It's like, oh, I don't want this to be about me. Yeah. Now you're like, yeah. hey, check it out. Yeah. Uh, Alex is like, I don't care. Just do it. It's like, all right, all right, sure, why not? Well, speaking about now me. I'm going. <laughs> uh, I did not play anything. Yeah, you've been way too busy. I have been flat out with work. It's way too much. Not fun. Yeah. Like, you know, doing 200 parcels a day. So, um, the only time I've had to play, something I can't talk about yet. Embargo, isn't it fun? I mean, it's good. That's all I'll say. <laughs> but what am I playing? Who knows? You'll have to wait and see. But, you know, I won't forget it this time. I actually do my Nintendo fact. So, oh, hey, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Arceus is coming out, I thought I'd do, you know, some facts about Gem 4. I completely forgot that comes out in like, what, a week or uh, two? 12 days. I think. I need to get on that. It's the 28th, I think. Not that long. It, it's very soon. Yeah, 12 days, yeah, on the Friday. So yeah, two weeks Friday. Okie dokie. So, um, this is uh, the rarest shiny Pokemon to get. 
What do you think it would be? Uh, let's see. Knowing knowing you, it'd be like weird, obscure facts about legendary distribution. So it'd probably be Arceus itself. Vespaquin. Because you. Oh, Vet. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Right, yeah, thinking of it. Yeah, it would. Yeah, because it's only got a 12.5% <laughs> chance of being female. Right, right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was thinking, it's like, uh, yeah, they didn't actually do like the Arceus event, so there's no way you could actually get it. Oh, yeah, you can, you can was... force it to happen. Yeah. But I don't think you can transfer over to current games. But I'm pretty sure once Arceus comes out, you can actually encounter Arceus once you catch everything. So I'm sure you can force a, um, you know, shiny that way. But to be fair, the shiny of Arceus is very, eh? It's a bit more yellow. Yeah. But yeah, Vespaquin. um, Purely because it has to be female and it's a low chance of being a female. That's the uh, highest, like the rarest uh, shiny to come across. Then yeah, that seems really obvious, but like I yeah, when you actually think about, about it, that, oh, it's yeah. really obvious. But you don't really think about it. Um, just gonna quickly have a look. Oh, everyone knows about the uh, human Pokemon marriage thing. Yep, that's been memed to death. Yep, apparently that was actually censored. In English release, where it said they ate at the same table. Ah. Okay. But I swear it actually said marriage. That's what I'm confused about, but. Maybe it got changed in you know, certain. Yeah. Uh, regions. Maybe it was the American region got that and Power Even got the marriage line. Yeah, yeah. There was a... So, um, one other fact that I found uh, odd about the Elite Four. So in Diamond and Pearl, because they were quite high level, um, that's where the challenge came from. Not so much like mm. in this one where they actually have a strategic team. Um, apparently in Platinum, it was the power was so high, they actually dropped the Elite Four levels up to 10 levels. Really? Yeah, I the Pokemon dropped at least 10 levels in some cases. So anywhere between 1 yeah. and 10 levels, their levels dropped. Which I'm like, huh? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that. To be fair, it's been fifteen like, years. Yeah, fifteen years, Something roughly, like that. since the last time. Yeah, and since the last time I played the original. I think I've mentioned this recently. The um, brilliant diamond, so diamond and pearl were the last ones to have the game corner. Yeah, it was. Yep. So yeah, I, yeah, didn't you? I, th- I I believe you uh, had that fact before. Yeah, I think or... when I was talking about the brilliant the diamond and pearl ones, but I thought yeah, yeah, I I was like ah, uh, what else is there? But yeah, there's not a lot about just you know itself. Yeah, yeah. At least that I can find on a quick you know find. But yeah, no. Overall, Gen Four, pretty good. It'll be interesting to see how Arceus goes. There's a theory mm. that um, the three starters. That you have in there have alternate evolutions. Oh, I didn't think of that actually because there has that been makes sense all like footage off them where they've been high level have only been them as starters. 
not mm. as the final evolutions. It would be interesting to see, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, regional variations on starters. It would be quite interesting, honestly. Yeah, so it was Oshawott, Cyndaquil, and... And Rowland, Rowland. yeah? Yes. So yeah, it'll be very interesting to see where that goes. Yeah, twelve days. Might get a a, a two foot like a yeah bipedal samurai. <laughs> samurai that actually looks like a samurai. Yeah. But that's about it for me this week. Uh, like I said, I have just been flat out with work, and I'm probably going to be flat out for the next two weeks as well. But I think I can talk. No, I don't think I can. I can't talk about it until episode afterwards, so <laughs> it's going to be a while. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but with that, we're going to move on to the Patreon suggestions to come join us. So for $1 a month, you get access to this podcast that we are recording right now, two to three days early, which will be Monday or Tuesday on average. I think based on American timing, it's Monday or Tuesday. Generally, like for yeah. us, it's Wednesday or Tuesday. Um, all the money that uh, we get through Patreon does go to supporting the website, paying us as writers, and keeping everything running. Keeps the lights on. And once we reach the hundred dollar month goal, we will keep we will make this podcast a weekly show. So if you are interested, please. You know, even just a dollar a month, that would be quite beneficial to us. And you get a little benefit of being the first priority with our Patreon questions, which we'll approach later on. With that, we're going to move into the news. Jake, would you like to take the first one today? Alrighty. So, surprising no one, really. Uh, E3 2022 is confirmed to be digital only. Yeah, see, it seems like at this point E3 is no longer doing stage shows because it yeah, is probably significantly yeah. cheaper for them. Yeah, be like significantly cheaper and you know safer. Cause, oh yeah, this is because of this is life now. This this is just life now. Yeah, it's not fun, man. The future sucks. <laughs> just makes you think Squidward future <laughs> but yeah that, that for the foreseeable future E3 is just going to be a digital event and it probably wouldn't go back from being a digital event anymore because there's no real incentive for them to put in that much money for stage shows anymore yeah yeah See, uh, reading this thing, uh, the ESA said in a statement to GamesBeat, due to the ongoing health risks surrounding COVID-19 and its potential impact on the safety of exhibitors and attendees, E3 will not be held in person in 2022. We are nonetheless excited about the future of E3 and look forward to announcing more details soon. So yeah, get hype for videos, I suppose. Whatever last year was, same thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it's just going to be, you know, video presentations for the future. Yeah. No no more live stage show cringe anymore, which, is that a good or a bad thing? Because that is always, you know, the best part of that's E3. That's what I said, that's the best part of E3. Seeing companies. 
Yeah, just seeing the comp. Yeah, just seeing uh, big company names. I mean, just embarrassing. We, we haven't really got much out of um, you know Doug Bowser since he's taken over. Yeah, true. All there really was was that you know that Bowser's the CEO thing. It's like no, no, me. Yeah, it's like ha ha, get it? They have the same name. Isn't that funny? Yeah, but they could have played that up a lot more. And actually, you know, actually yeah. make his persona on, like, camera, if he was doing that, actual Bowser. Yeah, but they're, they're just not into fun as much recent years. Yeah. Since the water passed and Reggie moved on. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's, you don't see it as much anymore. Yeah, they just like, hey, here's the games. And it, it is unfortunate. But moving on, we are looking at uh, Team Asano, the team behind uh, Octopath and Project Triangle strategy. I forgot the because tri- uh, I'm tired. Uh, yeah, tri- uh, Triangle strategy and Octopath. Uh, they have said, in addition to uh, the translation, says in addition to Triangle, but I'm pretty sure it's uh, Triangle strategy. We are planning to announce and release multiple titles this year. When the uh, this was done through their Twitter, and it has a little um, neat image that they've released. Yeah, yeah nice, nice, nice little uh, artwork yeah. on the thing as well. Yeah, celebrating the new year with a whole bunch of tigers and the uh, bravely default two cast. Bra- right, right. I was gonna say bravely seconds. It's like that's not. Nope, it. bravely second <laughs> is the sequel to bravely. Why? Default. Why does the name so? Why? Because... Oh, it drives me nuts. Yeah? Yeah. I don't blame you. It, it's kind of crazy. Actually, no. Is that Bravely Default? It is Bravely Default. And Bravely Second, I think. Oh, so we're both wrong, kind of. Yeah, so it's Bravely Default and Bravely Default 2. So, like, your front two okay. are Adia uh, and Tiz, and then the back two are... The new two, and I can't remember their names. Or it's the other way around. <laughs> Oof. I can't remember their <laughs> names. I haven't oh, played the game in a while. Kind of, that, yeah, they, that kind of goes to show the uh, the impact that that game had, despite the fact that, you know, us and the team actually played it quite a oh, bit. Oh, it was really good. It was just it's hard to remember the game, like the characters' names. There's, 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 you get to a certain point where you just I, go, uh, names. Like, I, I will never forget Elvis, because his name is Elvis. Yeah. And he's Scottish. Like, sim- yeah, simply because, like, god damn it. Also, uh, just to bring this up, uh, Alex has sent a message to make a guest cameo in the podcast that he wants to interrupt something for it to happen. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> there's your there's your little uh, interruption there, Alex. Yeah, uh, we we got pinged on Discord for that. <laughs> yeah, thanks, boss. He hates it when I call him boss. Yeah, boss man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll take this one. Uh, so the last two weeks of uh, 2021, the UK box charts uh started off with FIFA 22. And ended with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe at the very end. They were the, la- the top of the charts. How is that game still selling? 
because people buy it every year. Please, Nintendo, make another Mario Kart game. Please. I, w I would love a Mario Kart 9, but I, at this point, I'm expecting it to be a launch title for the next console. Yeah. It makes sense because, you know, Mario Kart is a system seller. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still selling like bonkers, so, you know, why release a new game when you've already got one doing a lot of sales? Because people are bored of uh, playing the same game for nearly uh, 10 yeah, years. Yeah, that's the worst part, is because it came out on the Wii U, and the Wii U failed hard. They're like, oh, you know, here's it with all the DLC for the people that didn't get put yet the Wii U. But for the people playing the Wii U, it, it's just, oh, it's hard to keep playing that game over and over. I love that this is, like, what all conversation always ends up on the podcast whenever Mario Kart 8 shows Just up. give us more Mario Kart. Like, <laughs> like, we don't care about anything that's actually happening. It's like, for the love of God, Nintendo, make another Mario Kart. Please. That's not Mario Kart Live or Mario Kart Tour. Uh, give us a proper Mario Kart game. Please. Also, I will point out the uh, the rumors of Mario Kart Nine that came out the other day, which was probably you know way longer, based on how this uh, comes out. It's most likely fake. Stop talking about it. If you actually read the article, you'd see that it's just oh hey, this is my idea. G yeah, this it's not hard evidence. It's random guy says oh, it might happen. I think it might have this. Also, the next Nintendo console's coming out in two years. Yeah, that's my prediction. Yeah. Oh, that drove me nuts. Don't read the article, not just the headline. That Please, is our people. advice. With that, we're going to move on. Jake, would you like to take the next two? Next two. Okay. Uh, next up, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands launches March twenty fifth. Yeah. So that this was we have a day came out with um a video as well. It shows off more of the game. Yeah, like the the uh, the video was just titles like oh yeah here's copy abilities to how they look. So like I I, I didn't bother watching it until like just before this podcast, yeah. <laughs> thinking it was like oh it's just a typical like sh basic show of gameplay like video that uh, nintendo typically does then yeah people went nuts like oh there's a date it's like yeah what? it's a lot sooner than i was thinking <laughs> yeah yeah didn't we say uh yeah didn't we think it would come out roughly like middle yeah middle of the year or like third yeah quarter? that's what we were thinking somewhere around that like you know august <laughs> september area yeah yeah it's like nope march yeah Kind of impressive, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're way further along in that game than uh than we thought. Yeah. I mean, that was shown up at E three, wasn't it? Was it? Or was I it the direct? I can't remember. It was either. Yeah, I think I think it was actually a direct. I'll have a quick look up. Like what? It, it could. I think it was only like. Three, maybe four months ago, maybe. Like, I don't think it was that long Yeah, I'm ago. pretty sure it wasn't. Uh, September. 24th of September. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was a direct. Not that long ago. 
Yeah, and it it's actually looks very like very much more polished. It's insane how much fun mm. like favorites come along. Yeah, it it does look good. I I I can't wait to play this because it it looks fun. Oh, it does. It looks really fun. Like t- to be fair, pretty much every Kirby game looks oh. fun. But like and and the th- lore. this one the looks lore. <laughs> the law. <lore. laughs> oh, what kind of eldritch abomination are we going to be facing against this time? That isn't Kirby. Yeah, true. Kirby is a hundred percent an eldritch abomination. Yeah, yes. Adorable, but an an eldritch abomination. (laughs) Alright, so, next up, uh, SNK versus Capcom Cardfighters Clash was, uh, wait, released? Yeah, it was announced and released. Oh, I thought it was just an announcement. No, it's out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So... So, not gonna lie, when, like, Alex showed us the video for this, I saw SNK versus Capcom, I'm like, <gasps> and then Cardfight is like, oh. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, I love my card games and all that, but I thought this was another uh, Capcom versus SNK game. Yeah. That, like an actual fighter, but it's not. It uh, looks like the screen oh, well. actually just has an SNK, like, controller kind of, like, touchscreen thing on there. The cards. If you yeah. look at the, um, the actual screenshots that's actually part of the game yeah yeah like the game still looks oh, good i'd like to try very it interesting out, like, you know every card game but you know i wanted capcom versus snk yeah, i know you did it reminds me of like the old game boy uh like pokemon card game yeah yeah it really does or, you know, that Digimon card game, game was... on PlayStation 1. <laughs> uh, I love that game to death. It's dumb, but I love it. But yes, surprise announcement and release. So if you want to play this and this interests you, get on it now. Uh, but with this being the very light news week because we still kind of really haven't got back into gaming companies going, oh, hey, here's all our things. There's been a few like, hey, yeah. all, these are some games that are coming out, but, you know, we don't normally cover a lot of that unless they're bigger things. Um, yeah, yeah. The only other piece of news was uh, Shiny, Galarian, Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres will be rewarded to players participating in the International Challenge Online competition in February, March, and April in Pokemon Sword and Shield. So that's pretty neat. So the, the shiny I, I, forms I really like how uh, they... make it the original colors. Yeah, I was just about to say, I really like how the shiny forms are just the original yeah. colors. I actually kind of like it look really cool. That I Honestly, I prefer yeah. that. Yeah, not not really a fan of the uh, Galarian uh, Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres that much. But yeah, it, like I thought, uh, this just confirms that uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl aren't competitive for the games. Yeah, yeah. Well, clearly, since it only has up to Gen 4 Pokemon yeah. in it, so... But yeah, I, I thought, you know, they might, you know, make that the next competitive game, but they've gone, nah, Sword and Shield. 
I noticed that when they said something about um, it was in like a little disclaimer in one of the trailers before the game came out. I was like, ah, well, it looks like Sword and Shield is going to be the the game for competitive gameplay. Yeah, if that's your you know your field that you want to get into. Which, you know, some people actually do. And it, it is kind of fun, honestly. Yeah, it's like, I'm not a competitive Pokemon kind of person, but, like, I, I played some matches online. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It's more than just rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> yeah, it, it is yeah. a completely different wheelhouse from an actual, like, you know, story gameplay mode, though. Like, a completely different wheelhouse. Hmm. And you, you'll realise that when you try and do Battle Tower. <laughs> oh, yes. But, yeah, like I said, a very news light week. So, with that, we're going to move over to the Indie Roundup. And I'm just going to quickly open up these links. So, I am... Um, again, not a lot coming out at the beginning of January. Like, yeah, this is usually, you know, thing, things like, ramp yeah, up just before Christmas um, is usually in February. With, uh, so I, I just found yeah, some, yeah. some games that looked neat and one that I thought you'd like to talk about. Yeah. And they're all loaded. Okay. Uh, so to start us off, we have a game called Make the Burger. And it is just that. You make burgers for customers. Yeah, I think you unlock you know items as you go. So... Make the Burger is a fun game where just do a good burger is what matters. Good burger. In a depreciated neighborhood, a gastronomic chef decides to sell his beautiful burgers with the wish to improve decadent reality of the neighbors and do people happier. Nothing to kill hunger with delicious food and to solve problems. So yeah, you make all, it seems to be like, hey, make all these uh, burgers and make progress, which gets you more stuff, which then, you know, you can improve the area around kind of games. It seems to be, it's relatively cheap. So this game, um, oh, American. So I've got it written down based on the Australian eSword sites, but um, so the 20th of January in uh, the American timing is when it comes out and it's only i believe something around like six dollars that hasn't loaded for me it's it's pretty cheap and it's that's why i was like oh something you know cheap fun quick to explore so if you want to you know have something to spend on some of those eShop gift cards you got this might be something worth looking at as as someone who is interested in uh american burger history i really appreciate a game like this i thought you would yeah there's a lot there's a lot of ingredients as well like you can choose like different types of buns the different kinds of meats you got chicken you got beef yeah chicken beef uh ham bacon pepperoni which is weird to have on a burger but hey you can have a pork it's not the yeah it's not the weirdest thing i've seen on a burger there's some interesting things on burgers yeah someone look up the ramen burger no thanks 
Speaking of burgers, I had one not that long ago. It was really, really good. With a, uh, a Mars bar thick shake, which had a homemade brownie on top. Oh, that sounds Yeah, so I thought you might like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on to our second game coming out January 20th, Windjammers 2. Yeah, the sequel to the best game you have never I'll, played. I'll let you take this one, because I, I know you have a, a bit of a thing with this. <laughs> Dude, Windjammers is great. All right. 25 years later, throwing flying discs at your opponents is still as cool as back in the days. Sequel to the Neo Geo cult classic Windjammers, Windjammers 2 is the perfect mix between what you loved about the classic title and brand new mechanics. Fast-paced, strategic, easy to learn but hard to master, yeah, master, Windjammers 2 follows the steps of the first episode and brings back what makes the Windjammers series an amazing, fun, and competitive game. So yeah, if you've never played Windjammers before, it's kind of like, you know, Pong, but like... Frisbees. Turn to 11. Yeah, it's it's frisbees turned to eleven and like ridiculously competitive. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's like you play as like different characters that have like super moves and stuff, like being able to like roll the frisbee on like the sides of the walls and stuff, trick your opponent by like, have it bounce around like it's uh lethal league it's, and stuff. It's, it's, it's lethal league for frisbees. Yeah, pretty much. And it came out on Neo Geo like twenty years ago. I think, think. twenty five like, because it says twenty five years ago. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> twenty five years later. Sorry. Duh, duh. I read the thing. <laughs> you think I'd remember? But yeah, Windjammers is rad. I cannot believe a sequel is and out. It's coming out pretty soon. Um, for some reason, this is not loading prices for me. I think it was somewhere around the 20 Australian mark. So these are Australian prices from my head. Don't quote me on this. Because I don't have my Switch with me. And for some reason, I can't see a price on the website. Yeah, yeah, I don't get prices on the website for some reason. Oh, uh, I'll take this one. Reverie Night Tactics. I was like, oh, tactics game. Uh, this one comes out January 25th. I was about to say 2022, which, you know, realizing we're already in 2022. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> uh, so, Reverie Night Tactics is a turn-based tactical RPG, if you couldn't guess by the name, uh, with strategic battles in isometric grids, where every decision you make can alter the story and the way you configure the characters. Embark on an expedition to find Lenorian? Lenorian? The long-lost Elvian city to save your loved ones while fighting the goblin menace that spread terror across the continent. Lead your party of heroes, each with one distinct special abilities. Each with one distinct special abilities and skills. Yeah, that's yeah. really weird. Allowing you to use multiple battle strategies to defeat your enemies. Discover a fantasy world featuring deep map and scenario exploration in an epic adventure visual novel style so it's like visual novel cross tactics game yeah yeah like uh <laughs> uh when we like when we're given like a whole bunch of uh games that you know we write out uh names down if we're interested in reviewing them like i 
specifically didn't put my name down on this because I keep stealing games from you. <laughs> sure do. <laughs> so I thought you'd like this one. <laughs> uh, it's a shame that like our taste in games are very yeah, similar. And then we also have someone else who's joined in the RPG side. <laughs> oh, Bruno is so mad I have Yu-Gi-Oh! written down. <laughs> He's so mad that I got Master Duel before him. Uh, but I, I've got Triangle Strategy, so I, I'm okay for you to take this one. Alright, alright. You know, assuming you actually finish your review at the before this comes out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, January 25th. Uh, uh, actually looks pretty fun. Uh, a lot of hand-drawn art as well. Yeah, yeah. This game like looks really pretty. It seems to be less environmental, like, uh, things. It's like a, hey, this is a and d grid. Here's a thing, here's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Not more, like, you know, oh, you go up and down, or there's trees and stuff. It, it's very much a, this is the fight area. But there are nice yeah, backgrounds I, around I, the <laughs> combat. I, I like how um, uh, some of the characters, like, they are obviously... Uh, you know, inspired by, you know, Warcraft oh, yeah. and stuff. You can tell by the massive yeah, like shoulders. Like the elf and the, uh, yeah, the elf and the, uh, uh, the warrior with the shield specifically, they are like very inspired by Warcraft. Although the, uh, the lines on the elf's face kind of gives me a Jojo art style. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bit too yeah. chiseled. <laughs> Glance, chance, critical chance, status, resistances, armor protection. So there is a lot to this game from the looks of it as well. Mm. And it looks like you can actually increase the stats yourself. Yeah, you increase the stats of might, finesse, and defense yourself. That's fun. Always like, like having characters be like, like they start off with their own specialties, but you can build them. However yeah, that, that's want. always good. That's always fine. You can, you know, either fill in their weaknesses or min-max them. It's always good to min-max them. Yeah, that's always fun. You, you, and you just fill in their weaknesses with other characters. Yeah, exactly. But uh, moving on, we next we have Hidden Paws. Uh, this was only, I think, another, like, 5 $6 game. Something pretty cheap. Um, January 27th. This one comes out. Basically, it's a like Where's Wally game of finding cats. Or Where's Waldo for you, American? I boys. thought it was definitely something that we might need in this current COVID situation. You know, something to chill, relax, don't stress about things, and just find cats. But like, yeah, the art relatively good. Yeah, very simplistic. But it does the job. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's winter, the cats are still outside, cold and alone. Find them and bring them home. Open cars and boxes, rummage through piles of wood, search the forest. Cats are well hidden, but they meow when you get near. So listen closely and you might be able to find them all. Featuring 12 plus charming winter landscape. So yeah, there's a lot of snow. Uh, with over 120 little cats to find. Single player, obviously, but generally this game, very cute, relaxing from the looks of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker for cute stuff, so <laughs> I, I love that. 
I'm just loving the uh, very simplified uh, visuals. It, it does, and the cats. They're very cute. Like the two, the one cat on the like the little ball that you have to find as well. Yeah, yeah. Very cute. Um, last but not least, though, we have unforeseen incidents. Now, an adventure about a conspiracy and a deadly virus. Unforeseen Incidents is a classical-style interactive mystery set in a beautifully hand-painted world. When small-town handyman Harper Pendrel meets a dying woman in the street, he unwittingly stumbles into a diabolical conspiracy, a mystery only he can solve. An unknown disease is spreading across the country, and between them, a scientist, a reporter, and a reclusive artist hold the key to stopping it. A perilous journey awaits, and every step brings Harper closer to a cabal of dangerous fanatics. Before he knows it, he finds himself in a fight for the future of humankind, armed with only his trusty multi-tool. Now, I watched the trailer of this game. Um, it has that, like, you know, dark mystery vibe to it, but then the main character is an idiot. <laughs> and, like, okay. he straight up well, says it, like... like what was it? It's like, I have not, it's like, I can't trust you. It's like, I have no idea what's going on and I'm too dumb to double cross anyone. So you can trust me. <laughs> uh, looking at his face in the, uh, in these, uh, you know, screenshots that, uh, the Nintendo website actually gives us. Yeah, I can believe that. <laughs> yeah. Just bug eyed, wall eyed, just like, what am I doing here? I don't know what's going on kind of stare. And to sell the creepiness, his legs are oh, yeah, very he's thin. very lanky. Like other people have normal sized legs and look like normal humans, but like his arms or legs are just tiny. <laughs> he looks like a stick man. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a reason for that though. I gotta I yeah, I, I, I gotta say the backgrounds. Uh, this game has uh, yes. Fantastic. Um, I don't know if I actually had that in that read through. They are hand painted. That yes. would be why. And it's a nominee for a German Developer Award, winner of German Computer Games uh, Best Youth Game, uh, top ten best games of the year from a website, a most agreeable pastime. And Game Debate Global Awards Rank 3 Best Adventure of the Year. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff. It, it looks like it's going to be a very interesting game to explore. Yeah, yeah. Like, get your hands on this if it's, you know, got all of those awards. And if you like, well. you know, your mysteries and puzzle games, kind of like, you know, you walk around, what is it, Monkey Island? Star game? Yeah, yeah. Get on this. But with that, that is our indie roundup. As we round up onto our Patreon question. Which is going to be a discussion and a half. <laughs> so this one comes from Alex himself. Yeah, since he can't be here, he decided to make questions. Um, and his question to us. What are your top three RPGs and why? Persona 4, Golden, Kingdom Hearts 2, Final Mix, Borderlands 2. Next you didn't question. say why. 
<laughs> okay. This is where it's going to take a while. I love, yeah, yeah. I I I'll try and keep this quick. To be fair, you can you can you can. I love. I think this is why he asked us. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love Persona Four Golden so much because it is just not what you'd expect from a turn-based RPG. Because like it's it's set in a small Japanese town. Its main like story hook is we need to st- uh, find and stop this serial killer. Like it's not it's not when, fight when you the think god. To, yeah, it's not all that. It's it's yeah like. <laughs> It's find a serial killer. Like, when, when you think RPGs, you always think it's like, oh, sword, sorcery, yada, yada, yada. Like, I, this is why I love the Persona franchise, is because it's more yeah. modern. Though, you know, it still has, you know, typical RPG things like, go out and kill God. It, it does go there, <laughs> it, but, it's you know, the, the story itself starts off like, very it, low to ground. To be fair, like, what JRPG doesn't end with go and kill God? <laughs> uh, but um but yeah like i i love that uh about the about persona 4 golden uh i also love how just like just how the story is written because like it's very yes. personal because like yeah it each chapter is about like one person in the story and you know why they feel certain ways and like their own personal struggles and all that and then like once you're past their chapter you can still like develop and help them through that it's it is a very very personal game and i also like that it doesn't try to reinvent the wheel when it comes to the uh combat system it adds to it but it doesn't reinvent it yeah yeah because like yeah, the thing that always drives me nuts about JRPGs is, like, they seem to be just too scared to have a basic turn-based system. And that's why I liked Brave They Default always have too, to... Because they, they, we haven't had a basic yeah, turn-based like, in a while, properly. Like, remember last episode when I was trying to explain how uh, Blue Reflections yeah. flight system worked? Yeah, like... Like, that crap is confusing. But, like... Like, really, yeah, Persona 4 Golden's main thing is, like, yeah, it's the basic turn-based RPG thing, but, like, it's... The thing that it adds on is so simple and, like, not only speeds up gameplay, but makes it incredibly satisfying. Just, if you hit a weakness, you get an extra turn. That's that's all it is. That's all it is. And it makes that game so satisfying to play. Just the tiniest little addition is all you need and then you see um it expanded upon in persona 5 and that just that sold bonkers because people oh my god this combat system yeah which you know also got like kind of fleshed out a lot more in uh tokyo mirage sessions yeah like that's the thing i think like personally i think Persona 4 Golden, like, just the additions that that has to its gameplay are fine enough. That is, it is perfect. All, like, a lot of the additions that, like, the newer games have are, like, okay, this is too far, fights are too easy. It, yeah, so, like, I, 
I like how Persona 4 just has like the tiniest little touch up to base uh yeah, the basic turn uh turn based style and it's just fantastic and just fun to play because of it. Now, Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. I love it because it is the best action RPG on the market. I'd like I don't care what people say, it is the best action RPG on the market. Like, no other game tops it, not even its own sequels. Or remakes. Like, it is so... Yeah, like, yeah. Like, well, it's... I'm specifically talking about the final mix, so, yeah, yeah. the remake. Um, yeah. But, like, it's... It's combat is so good that there is an option to straight up just turn off all of the RPG stuff. And it's still good. Like you can you can play through that entire game at level one, not gaining a single level stat boost, nothing like maximum health boost, nothing. You can go through that game if you uh if you can understand like the nuances of its uh, uh action combat have. system. It is fa- yeah. I have I have beaten a level one crit mode run in Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix, and it's the most fun I have ever had in a video Back when game. You were, ever. You know, getting ready for Kingdom Hearts Three, and then that came out. <laughs> yeah, that came out. It was fun while I was playing it, but looking back at it, it's like this game kind of sucks. And the story. <laughs> yeah, the, the story is just all over the place. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about Kingdom Hearts Two. Yeah, talking about Kingdom Hearts 2, it, it is the best. It is the best. Borderlands uh, What was two. the other game that I said? Oh, Borderlands 2. Borderlands 2. Okay. So, people say, that's not an RPG, that's a looter shooter. Well, yeah, it it has an experience bar and skill trees. It's an RPG. Shut up. Like, I, I like it for the same reason I love Kingdom Hearts 2. It, there's no better looter shooter on the market outside of Borderlands 2. I don't care what you say about Borderlands 3. That being said, we'll need to see what Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is. I mean, the gameplay in uh, Borderlands 3 was good. It was for the story a bit, wasn't. but like... Yeah, oh, the story is awful. But like, if you play those games as much as I do, you kind of see that... Uh, the skill trees in Borderlands 3 are very Oh, I wasn't talking about boring. skill trees. I was talking about, you know, the sliding and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, that's still good, but, like, you know, you need to, like, enhance yeah. that with other things. There's, like, there's, there's no real skill that completely changes how you play the game. Like, there's, there's no Krieg's Release the Beast. Where, like, if you're on low health, just use your action skill to, like, gain all your health back and turn into a crazy, like, melee monster. Yeah. There's, yeah. There, there's no, like, skills and like if that. if there was a skill like that, and... it would have been nerfed already. <laughs> now you're just making me sad. <laughs> Borderlands 3 really was, like, fun detected. Fun detected. Nerf everything. Oh, that was so it really was. But yeah, but yeah, th- those are my top three RPGs: Persona Four Golden, 
Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, and Borderlands okay. 3. Oh, also, mention? also, also, Borderlands 2 introduced yes. Handsome Jack. Yes. One of the greatest villains to ever exist in and video games. And its DLC was pretty good as well. Yeah. For, For the most part. part. Hammerlock's DLC sucks. We don't talk about the <laughs> arena DLCs. <laughs> arena DLCs yeah, are always yeah. terrible. Anyway, Nathan... Yeah, so Nathan, what are your top three? Okay, so I have to put up Chrono Cross as number one, because it's my favourite game. Um, this was the game that kind of cemented me with RPGs as being a big thing for myself. Um... Main reason was A, music. It's really good. If you've heard the music, you'd you'd actually pick up on it. I think I've heard a lot in like a lot of YouTube videos back, you know, with normal boots when that was a bigger thing. Like a lot of that was used. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's also I liked the I think it's forty eight playable characters that you can have. And the leveling system isn't XP based, it's Based when you beat a boss, everyone levels up. And then right. if you put them into combat, they get slight stat boosts after you get that level up. So, you know, if you keep swapping people out, upgrade their stats and stuff. And then the combat system, while turn-based, slightly different as well. So, you know how Chrono Trigger has the meter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, the so um, Chrono Cross has a... I think it's... You can go... You start at 7, and it can go to minus 7. And then um, if you everyone in the party is below 0, it then goes to the opponent's turn. Sometimes I think they can interfere. But basically, if you time it right, um, you can actually go do several attacks, and your attacks... You just may stay at... Your basic melee attacks fill up your spell slots, which you can then use to cast strong spells, which cost seven actions. It's it's kind of complicated to explain, but like you know, once you play, it, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll need to actually yeah. like, but play like it myself that, to understand. that combat system was like one of the biggest things for me. Like, oh, this is really fun. And you know, you go. So yeah, if you hit with one, so a weak hit is a lower, there's a higher chance to hit. And then every hit increases the chance of the like hitting further up. So or you can just go all in go like a strong hit, a strong hit, which you know say has 70% chance to hit. But if you hit that, it's got 95% chance to hit for the second one. Yeah, so it's it's right. very interesting in like, you know, once you explore it. But like I said, there's also a lot of playable characters. And a lot of them are weird and wacky and fun. Like, do you want to play a Mexican wrestling priest? Because you can. <laughs> I I saw footage of what seemed like an old lady, and like her, like special attack is like she folds clothes on you and stamps on you. Uh, there like is. That. Um, I think it might have been Lena. She's not quite an old lady, but like. Also, there's a whole thing of, like, you know, your choices. If you do certain choices, you can unlock certain characters, but you don't get them if you don't do it that way. So, like, if you start off the game and you take, uh, except to partner up with Kid, you know, the redhead girl. 
Um, if you choose mm-hmm. to go for it, you can't get your childhood friend from the other world as a party member. So if you right. refuse to go with her, go back to town, she will join you. So you have a party member when you leave. And then if you go to back to the next town, you can then have kid join you there. But if you refuse her there, she won't join you. So you can straight out remove, right, like right. not have party members that are key to story and stuff. But, you know, you just you just try and get more party members. And like another party member is a voodoo doll. Yeah. Like I said, it is fun. It it's one of the games that just like yeah. go, okay, no, th- I love this. Th- I like this. This is a um a hobby I would play a lot. Uh, next one, I'm gonna have to actually give it to Pokemon as a general because again, this was one of the games that made me go, I really like this. Like it's one of my first early games. Like you know, yeah. obviously everyone played, you know. Mario with a family member or something. Yeah, it's one of the first yeah. games I had. Yeah, like I, I remember like playing Pokemon like back in like the days when it first came out, but like I didn't know yes. what an RPG was. Like I didn't really get it until I got like my quote unquote first RPG, which is Final Fantasy X. I'm like, oh, it's like yes. Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon oh, is a I very good it. entry point so, yeah. to RPGs. And yeah. something I recently found out, apparently it wasn't initially going to be an RPG, according to, like, Miyamoto want, was thinking yeah. it should be something else, but, you know, they stuck to their guns and made it an RPG. Yeah. Thank goodness they did. Because I don't think it could really work in any other genre of gaming back then. Yeah. And, like, for many people, uh, Pokemon is really, like, the only rpg people play yeah pokemon is a generation defining thing if it wasn't for pokemon you know you wouldn't have a lot more of those monster things you wouldn't have digimon still would have been around but wouldn't have been as popular you wouldn't have yeah Yu-Gi-Oh! even really because you know that that whole marketing thing it had was based off the success of Pokemon. Mm. Man, I remember when um, Pokemon and Go how first much came everyone out, was like, "Oh and... my god!" Yeah, oh my god, Pokemon! But like, this was like my brother never got to experience like Pokemon at its height of popularity, just Younger. because of yeah. you know he just wasn't born then. Yeah, <laughs> but like when that came out, I finally got to like I got to explain to him it's like. No, Pokemon yeah. is huge. Pokemon has always been huge. <laughs> so I got to like talk to him about like how big this used to be. It's like, dude, I used to have yeah. Pokemon cereal. And Pokemon uh, alphabet spaghetti. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Pokemon alphabet spaghetti. And yeah, Pokemon was massive. World def- like, and it, it defined like gaming as a thing for a while. Yes, you know, it, it's slightly declined in quality. But, again, as an overall thing, Pokemon is one of the best RPGs in terms of impact. And it is a great way to introduce someone into playing 
this kind of, like into playing RPGs or even kind of getting them into Nintendo games. Mario and Pokemon are was it Pokemon's the world's biggest franchise? I think it overtook yeah, Star something Wars. Like that. Franchise. I'll have a quick look at franchise worth because it's actually quite interesting. Yeah, 109 billion it's worth. It's it's overtaken Hello Kitty, Mickey Mouse, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. God, as an aside, uh, I can't remember where I saw this from, but I think um, I think it was Evangelion or something like that. It has a pachinko machine that gets more money than the entirety oh of the God. Superman franchise. <laughs> something like that. It was some kind of like really That's well-known insane. anime. But yes, um third oh what did i have i can't remember what i had as my third no no i've ruined yeah, your no, train of thought because like, there's so many and it, it just makes me go oh if i pick this it's just like but no then there's this um you know what? i actually probably put it towards fire emblem shadow dragon for me Um, yeah, that that's a pretty good one. Really introduced me into the tactics RPG franchise. Um, you know, mm. Awakening definitely re like reinvigorated the franchise itself. But Shadow Dragons, where I started it, not legally. Yes, everyone had an R four card or an M three mm. card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like pretty much everyone we yeah. knew had. R4 I think mine cards. was M three or whatever it was, M eight. It was like a different thing, but same same thing basically, um, and that's how I first played it, honestly. And if I didn't play that, I probably wouldn't have bought Awakening. Yeah, and like Fire Emblem as a franchise, really good, honestly. The whole you know, your characters die if they die. Yeah, you don't see that a lot in games like these or anymore. you just reset the game thing. and keep them alive <laughs> if you're a coward no coward, it's, it's called i know you strategy <laughs> and you know with the whole you know goddess thing it, it's functionally a oh hey reset without resetting because you know mm. it's crazy how difficult those difficulty levels can get. Oh like, yeah, definitely. I I just chucked on the cheats to get the all the difficulties unlocked. Tried nine star on Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon. I was like, how does anyone do this? Like it's insane difficulty <laughs> nine star, and like the enemies are like thirty plus health, and they're one hit killing you. Why would anyone? like <laughs> yeah the people insane difficulty crazy. like grind like it, it is impressive when people can do it but like it is crazy but like yeah as a like as a whole fire emblem really really good like it, it it's like I said, it's a good way to learn the tactics thing before you get into more in-depth games like triangle strategy coming up with the whole comboing of like effects together or you know 
back attacks when you know one person attacks another person attacks from behind and yeah. yeah overall like though that would, is probably what I'd say would be my top three RPGs because yeah like a lot of them kind of went oh this is something I really enjoy and it kind of made me explore more off the genre from that like, you know, there might be better games out there, but, like, these are the ones that, to me, went, hey, there's this that exists. Yeah. And I just want Chrono Cross to be remade. <laughs> Which hopefully will happen. I mean, I it's on that leaked list, happen. wasn't it? Yeah, but, like, all the things that have been going on with, like, you know, Chrono Cross news is the fact that it have been, uh, you know, some kind of crossover with some uh, gacha game in Japan. Please, no. Sorry no. to burst the bubble, but... <laughs> That's torture. If we do get one, though, I, 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 I'd be doing that because, oh, the game. So good. Um, but with that, we're going to move on to Alex's favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> not mine. That's why I said Alex is not everyone's. Uh, name that game. Yes, Nathan, that's the joke. So if you haven't listened to this podcast before or you skip over this part because it's not your favorite part, um, we I have a game. Jake has to guess it. Uh, so I have 10 hints for the game. You have five guesses, two between one to five, two between six and nine, and one after 10. Unless, you know, I'm feeling nice and I have you have no idea and I'll give you an extra guess. Uh, in terms of lifelines, yeah, I don't have one. To be... So I'm going to give you yeah. two extra, like, you can just <laughs> go, hey, I want an extra hint, but I'm sure you'll get this. This is... All right. Yeah, I, I was I was about to ask: Is it going to be easier or harder? To be than the fair, last one that you did the last one we were literally talking about it just beforehand, <laughs> and I didn't realize it would be brought up because of you know what was put on the list. But this one isn't that hard, and you know, I know you like it easier on these things because you don't like sitting here for an hour. <laughs> Like, this, this recording is already an hour and a half long, yeah. just about. So. Um, so, to start, the Switch release of this game was October 18th, 2019. It scored a 76 on Metacritic, with a user score of 6.5. Yes, I thought I'd include the user score, because, you know, it gives a bit more to it. Uh, it is a role-playing mm. game with turn-based combat. Initially released on the Vita and the PS4. And also released on PC the same day as the Switch. So yes, hmm. it was a Vita game. One of the three games that system ever had. <laughs> so a Vita game that... No. Uh... <laughs> okay, turn-based RPG on the Vita. And PS4. And PS4, yes, yes. Just, I'm trying to think of 
what turn-based RPGs I played on the Vita. I was gonna say Conception 2, but that wasn't on that the That was also PS4. on the DS. <laughs> 3DS, wasn't it? Yes, it yeah, the 3DS, that's where I found it. It had a uh, free demo, despite being hard-rated. Yeah. That is a game. <laughs> that was... Uh, that, that is a you weird game. You might be streaming uh, that later this year. And uh, I might be streaming... Yes, I might be streaming that sometime soon, because apparently my viewers want uh, want to see that. <laughs> well, while you think of that, I'll, I'll give uh, a quick synopsis of the game. Uh, you make combat units by... Having babies. That is all you need to know. That is that is the most PG yes. way of explaining it, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, mm, I don't know, actually. I have no idea what this is. Do you just want to throw two games out? So you can cross them off your list? The only two turn-based RPGs I can think of that were on the Vita that I have played is Conception 2 and Persona 4 Golden. It is neither of them. <laughs> it's neither of... Yeah, because neither of them are on the Switch. Okay. All right, next. Give a me total more, of 341 options for combat teams. The game is considered a soft reboot following fan feedback. The Switch and PC version include a initial the initial game release and the sequel, and three party members perform in combat at a time. Okay, so it's a game game I actually know. I have played it. You know that I've played it, but for some reason I can't. Final Fantasy X. No. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Don't worry, the the last clue will 100% give it to you. Damn it. I was like, oh, n- n- n. <laughs> damn it! I thought that was actually it because mm, shit. Yeah, the hundred percent. The last. Well, the, it uh, it has a so it has the initial game release and the sequel in the on the Switch and PC version. Yes, which is why I thought yes, Final Fantasy X. Um, but hmm. like I said, the last clue you will get it straight away. Yeah, I have no clue. Okay, give me that super obvious clue. I am Jimmy Ken, Yahoo. <laughs> you... <laughs> you idiot! Did you want Cyberslur? <laughs> I thought you were oh, shit. <laughs> I hate Jimmy Ken so much. So much that you put him in your wrestling <laughs> event? Yeah, to piss me off. Yes, it is Digimon, Cy- <laughs> Digimon Story Cybersleuth Complete Edition. <laughs> I hate you. You're welcome. But yes, like I said, I thought you'd get it straight away with that last clue. <laughs> oh, god damn it. <laughs> You're picking up what I'm putting down? <laughs> Shut up, Jimmy Ken. Yeah. 
Yeah. If, if you're unaware, it is an obnoxious as all hell character from the game. Yeah, he, he dresses like he's uh, part of Kiss, but like he talks like a 14-year-old on yep. like Snapchat. So yes, there is uh, with the Switch version, there is 341 uh, Digimon that you can have. Yeah. See that that's the thing that really uh messed me up. It's like Yeah, I uh, was trying to put that? it in a way that wouldn't be, hey, it's Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was like, uh how do I word this without going there's three hundred and forty one char- playable characters, no, because the, then there's your actual playable character. Yeah. Uh this is probably the best way. God, I completely forgot I originally yep. played that on Vita. As it's well. also a Vita tile. Which I didn't realize it actually came out bef- after um, Digimon World redigitized. Yeah, because I think the that came out in English after Digimon Cyber Sleuth. Yeah, I think because we so, only got the PS4 like burn. But yes, that is our uh, episode today. Was there anything you'd uh, like to wrap us up with, Jake, before I go on with uh, the Switchaboo wrap-up? <laughs> oh, Alright, if, if you're asking yes, me to shill, then I'll shilling. shill. <laughs> so, yeah, l- like I mentioned earlier in the stream, uh, stream, one of my, <laughs> oh my god, I got my brain mixed up. <laughs> I'm so used to talking while on the stream. Speaking of stream, uh, you can catch me streaming uh, Wildermyth uh, this week. Uh, you know, that game that I talked about at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, you can catch me at uh, twitch.tv slash jacksic15. And if you want to, you know, see that weird game that we were just talking about, about fighting with babies. Come vote for it. <laughs> that, that'll, yeah, can come vote for it with your channel points. Because that's a thing that Twitch lets you do. Uh, and where else can they find you? Uh, it's, God, I don't like shit. I mean, just, just your Twitter, at least. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can catch me on Twitter. Uh, uh, as for me, 15. like I said, you can't find it's me on Twitter because I don't use it. But you can find me here every fortnight. Uh... Uh, where else you can find us our Switchaboo though you can find us on YouTube with Switchaboo and Switchaboy Joy Plays which expects Switchaboy? yeah I can't talk today <laughs> it's, it's not my day Switchaboo Joy Plays and Switchaboo uh, which expected Joy Play in the coming week yes I'll get it done uh, also you can find us on Twitter at Switchaboo News uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at uh, slash or at Switchaboo. And then you can also find our Discord linked on the Twitter page. So, you know, you can come there, chat with us, keep up with any news for the site or the, um, you know, the podcast. And you can also ask questions there as well as aside from the Patreon and on the Twitter as well. So, don't we? Yeah, we put it out everywhere. But yes, that is all from us today for episode 27 of the Switchaboo podcast and this is Nathan signing off I'll catch you guys later